what's going on? It is David J. Coleman here with another chapter of Coleman on Purpose. And it is really great to be back for the second episode of the year or chapter of the year. Uh, Last time we were here, we had a chapter called What is a Real Man? It was my 13th chapter. And this chapter was really geared towards defining what, you know, a man or what society says a man is. And it's so interesting that when I do these podcast episodes, a lot of times, either before I go into the episode, I've dealt with something like that uh, in in that vicinity of the time when I record or right after I record it, I'm tested or there are times that come along that will show up in my life and I'll be like, that's maybe why I really talked about that episode. So before I even get into chapter 14, which this chapter is called The Fight to Be Heard, I just want to quickly, usually I save it to like the end, but because it ties in with last week's uh, chapter or last uh, time we met that chapter that was in the middle of the month, I really want to point out a story that came across to me, like from, I just scroll through Facebook sometimes and I'm not pointing out names or anything like that, but it was a discussion about a movie that recently came out on Peacock, I believe. And it was, uh, the best man final chapters. And I happened to watch the entire, you know, the entire thing. And I'm finding more and more, the more that I use this uh, platform, the more that I just kind of speak where I stand on it at this point in time in my life. So what it come across my platform was that someone was upset of the narrative that they placed into the story of the one of the main characters son uh, being binary. Um, that's a that's a term that really wasn't used much back when I was coming up. And it's there's a lot of new terms now, which I'm trying to understand and learn a lot more about during this time. I'm not just saying I don't want to hear. I really want to know and I want to understand a lot of these these different things. So when they wrote that, they were like, I don't understand why a strong black male always has to have this type of narrative thrown into a show. It was fine the way it was. Why do we always have to do that? What are they trying to push or whatever? It was along those terms. So I began to write, but I did not post it on Facebook. So I had asked a couple of people, I was like, should I post this and da, da 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 But what better time, because it still has been on my mind to just express it on the platform and then leave it there and move on to where it is, because it ties right into this chapter about the fight to be heard. And sometimes we don't want to speak our mind and or we we have a strong feeling about it, but we don't really say anything. So this is what I wrote. I said, what sickens me is we are still having this conversation about what makes a strong black male. I just discussed this stuff on my podcast, and then I see that folks in God's holy year of 2023 still have a problem with a character in a movie who is different and was placed in the film as the son of a strong black male. And I put that in parentheses. Yes, I'm referring to the best man final chapters. In all honesty, this is why I almost had a panic attack today, possibly joining a men's group at my church. How are folks going to look at me? Do they see me as an equal? Or what are their thoughts on some of my mannerisms? Frankly, I belong in any circle or any group because I'm David and I'm strong as heck. Let me tell you something. I'm glad the new best man included all of that in there. And so I said, I'm glad they included that in there because it's actually not common. And also, why is Lance looked at as the only strong black male? To me, each man 
they were all strong black males as a lead character, if you ask me, each one of them. So if you are still upset about a narrative that needs to heavily be discussed in our community, we are failing when we say something should be omitted from a story just because a person that comes from uh, comes off as strong or masculine is different and unique. And unlike what the social norm is, to me, it's tiring. But everyone has their own opinion. But we have to do better across the board, churches included. Yeah, I wanted I, I vented today and I'm leaving it up here. And obviously I didn't leave it up here, but I brought it to my platform because I felt strongly about it because so many times we try to, we've been programmed so long to just accept what is there and really not open up to other things that are there. And that is why people feel silenced or unheard is because we are closing off that story because it's just something that we are either unfamiliar with or we don't understand, or it's something that someone is going through or, or has set in their mind and they're strong about it. And that's why you're finding so many times people feel hopeless because they're not heard. So that pulls us right into this chapter 14, um, which I call the fight to be heard. And this, this really goes on to so many levels when I start to think about, you know, this, this chapter, because it, it really delves into like myself and my self-worth and what, what I, why I was probably speaking so strongly when I was younger. So when I was a lot younger in my teenage years was really when it started to show, I was very, very outspoken. And I feel like I still have touches of that today. And that's only probably with people that know me from the past because I know them so well and they kind of get me and we can come to an equal playing field because we've known each other and we've built the relationship where if we have an, uh, a disagreement about something, we can either agree to disagree and keep it moving or just leave it where it's at, but not always feel like my word is the, is the final word and that's it. But that's how I actually was when I was younger. You couldn't tell me I was not right. If I had a problem with anything, it didn't matter if it was the most simplistic thing, I would be set on knowing that I was correct you couldn't tell me very headstrong. Let's put it. Let's, let's let's use that word. I was very, very headstrong. And many times I just wanted to be right. So I kind of joke about being right now. But back then it was really like serious business. I had to be correct. If you argue with me on the point, I was going to argue to the death because I wanted to be right and set in what I said. So now, even with what I just said just now, that is my opinion. Those are words that came out from my Facebook as an opinion. You don't have to agree with me, but that was an opinion that I said out there. And it's, it may not be correct in my mind. I feel as I'm trying to be as open as I can. So it, it seems more correct to me than than what I if somebody came to like argue me on that point, I would I would probably talk about it a little bit, but I wouldn't say my word is the final word. I would hear someone out if they really want to explain to me why that story should have been omitted or why they feel like it's being pushed. You have the right to watch a movie or you have the right to say I'm gonna step back and not watch what I'm what I'm what I'm looking at or not support it. You have the right to that. But for other people who feel unheard that could have been a a awakened moment for them to be like wow this is this is very interesting and i know we get into the into the all the different things about uh christianity and the different parts of where a person stands or if that is that is uh that is 
a sin or all of those different things. If you're not just happy with the way God created you and stuff like that. But what if someone in their real mind really truly believes that these are this is the true essence of them and that's where they feel the most comfortable with themselves. So I always like to have a healthy debate. Um, when I debated earlier, if my answer was not what you said, what, what was settled on, it was going to be a huge blow up. I was going to go fiercely and strongly against you. We were going to argue heavily. So now I just have to kind of check myself when I find myself going to those places of getting upset sometimes. So if I'm in a, in a conversation, even with somebody that I've known from the past and I find myself getting upset, I ask myself, I so I ask myself these questions in my mind. Is this argument worth it? And about 99.9% of the time, the argument is very superficial. It it's it doesn't really hold. It would not make or break either of us if we are right or wrong in this conversation. It's very trivial. It's a very trivial conversation and it doesn't really hold depth. Now, in those ones that really, really hold depth, those are the ones that you have to say, even is it worth it? You feel like it's worth it in your mind, but sometimes you're like, we're just going to leave it here. You disagree. I disagree. Let's leave it at that. And then I ask myself, is there one correct answer to all of this? That is what I hope a lot of people do nowadays. When you start looking at it, I, I feel like when I'm when I'm questioning it, I'm like, could there be another answer to this? Or is there only that one answer? Now, the problem that I or not problem, but the, the, the conflict that I always have sometimes because I am I'm very I, I am a Christian. So I am I'm not I wouldn't say I'm religious. I, I don't like that word, but I do believe in Christ. So a lot of times when the Bible is set in front of us and there is there is a sound doctrine about something that comes forth, that is that is what I hold very near and dear to my heart. Now where we find our uh our freedom is the difference between those two. Um, with the Old Testament and New Testament. So I, there are a lot of different things where I look at the history that came from the old, but what happened after is where I find that freedom because that's where Christ came to do things for me. So this is not, a, I, I've never wanted Coleman on Purpose to be like a religious podcast, but a lot of times this is a center of part of where I find some of my purpose. So I, I go into another question. Does this make a difference at all? Like I said earlier, is this really going to matter in the grand scheme of things? And why are you trying to argue about this point so hard? Now, this is a, a crucial, a crucial point. Why are you trying to argue about this point so hard? What in your heart is not settled to why you are really arguing about this problem or this situation? Why are you why are you not feeling comfortable enough to talk about it? What's not settled in there? And so I asked myself that question. What what kind of thing in my in my really inner being, like what do I need to go to in my past to recheck to see why this argument means so much to me? So I think about those things. Why does it always come back to the need of trying to be heard? Many times when I've sat with my therapist or counselors, people say there comes a point in the conversation when we will ask, why do you think you felt that way? And it usually comes back to a trigger of something. Like I just said, there is always an internal fight or something that is there that you have to revisit. If you are really trying to make your point clear and you want to really hone in on this, this discussion, there usually is something that that that's pointing back to something that really bothered you or may have got to you in the past. 
So when I was a teenager, I must admit, I thought I knew it all. I would argue at times with my parents or friends about things that I felt very strongly about, but many times I felt they were not listening to what I was saying because we just both knew that we were right. So I'd be sitting there, I'd be in a conversation and I just felt like you're not hearing my point. It would just be like, your point has already been made. Like it is the the gold of the gold and you're not hearing what I'm saying. Would you take a moment to just pause and say, I hear you, I feel you. You don't have to have an answer for everything. And that that's very hard sometimes because you are always trying to, as a child or a teenager, as at least I was, always trying to show my parents or my loved ones the utmost respect. So you're not trying to be disrespectful. And I know at times I came off as disrespectful because in my mind, I just knew you could not argue me about a point. So when it came to politics, when it came to anything else, very headstrong on what I what I thought. So I I used to give a little bit more oomph to my parents because um, they were the adults and they had been through way more than me. So I didn't really have much to stand on. So I would argue a point and I really didn't have a lot because they had a lot more life experience. So that's why I do still respect my elders when they're talking about something. They've been through some of the things that I'm arguing about or really think that I know it all. But many times I probably just wanted them to, to say, like I said, I hear your point, even as a young man or even as a, as a younger person. Um, back in the day, I, I remember when I did like a full reading of like the Bible. I did. I've read the whole thing through and there was a certain gentleman that was in the Bible that was a young person that was talking to the elders and they kind of disregarded what he was saying. But the the word lets us know that his his word was just as strong. Yes, a young person doesn't know it all. Yes, there's things that you have to walk through, but sometimes just hearing them makes a difference. And I think that's the real disconnect with this generation. Now, we are so busy sometimes, even myself with a lot of the Generation Z, which is a new generation, we feel like we've been through a lot of stuff, so we have this 10 part, but are we hearing what they're saying? Are we hearing where that disconnect is? I don't think a lot of times we are. Many times I feel that's that's all that they really need to hear. Like, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. And we don't need to prove a point to get to the end of the conversation. We might need to say, I hear you. Let's think on that and then come back to this at a later time. So I just think about how many arguments can be avoided by just saying, I hear you. I think sometimes when I was in the role of just acting, singing, or speaking to a crowd, it made me feel heard and even in ways seen. Like I I never really all the time felt that. So when I would sing in church sometimes, I'd be like, they were like, that really blessed my soul. I really feel that. I even, uh, at, at the wedding that I just had that I was talking about um, on the last chapter, I, I had that wedding and I was the best man. So I had a huge speech and everyone that came up to me was like, it was so great what you said. Your, your speech was so wonderful. At that point, I was like, wow, I really feel heard and seen. Even though that, that whole wedding was not about me, it's those moments where they say, wow, you really said something that was that was that was powerful. And I think that comes from the lack of not always feeling like I was heard back in the day. So I would always 
there was always this fight and flight. And sometimes I wonder if that's the reason why I want to like act sometimes or like I, why I want to have like a podcast like am, or even go to therapy. You do go to therapy to be heard because that's the one moment in the week where even if everyone else has silenced you out in this world, you have a place to go where you can talk to somebody and you can let them know, you know, what's been going through your mind. I I found myself in those predicaments, I, I would usually tell my friends back then when I was creating, it was a source of feeling alive or feeling seen. Um, so I'm so used to acting all the time in order to be seen or heard that that kind of overtook me and I would be acting out just so I could be heard. So I'd be just being real loud or being somebody that I really wasn't because they weren't seeing me or hearing me when I was this quiet person over here. So let me be loud and boisterous and get y'all attention right now. But as I'm finding myself more and more, I know my voice does matter so I can speak and I don't have to always be exaggerated or anything like that. I can speak to you in a normal tone and know that my words still do hold value. And I always feel like many of my career choices were surrounded with not playing in the background or being out in the front as far as being a waiter out there on the front lines, helping people. One of my first jobs, a counselor, helping children, but being a lead counselor or, you know, one of those counselors that was always, you know, seen a lifeguard. You're up there. You're up on the, you're the chair or you're, you're the person that's monitoring everybody. They see me. I'm there to help them as a flight attendant. I'm there to help people. I'm the front lines. I'm the eyes. I feel seen. I feel heard when I'm out there at times. And it, it is it, it even though I don't go on power trips, it does give you a sense of of just like you're walking in what you're supposed to be doing. You're doing what you what you have to do. Um, when I'm on the phone helping people, when I was customer service, when I was even being a associate, like a, a assistant manager or just doing things that customer service related, it was always in that front. I didn't, I, I guess in a way, I don't always like to play the background because I was not heard for so long or felt like I wasn't heard for so long. But maybe all along I really was heard and I just didn't really realize my voice until now. So I don't believe it. I, I, I have these things just to be flashy or these or these jobs, or these careers just to be flashy. But I I feel like my voice and my words and my presence matters. It matters in this earth. And that's that's what I want people to find, even in discovering your purpose, to know that your presence in a certain atmosphere matters, to know that your spirit just being in a in a place, it really, really, really matters when you are there and you're and everybody else is either down or confused. You walk into it and you change a whole a whole atmosphere. Know that your presence does matter. It doesn't matter how quiet you are, how shy you are. Know that when you are seen or even if you are the quiet one, sometimes people will recognize you for your quietness and be like, wow. That person is really strong because of how quiet or how 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 meek they are. That that is a quality. Those are qualities that lead you to to what what your purpose is. So I guess I'm beginning to surround myself with people that actually see that because it helps me daily to find myself and even find my self-worth beyond the beyond the world of flying, beyond my past jobs where I've kind of been on the front line. So sometimes the most uncomfortable place for me or for people is to sit in the background. And I I feel like I've I've done that um now in church where I was a minister before, I was a minister at time, front line, on the praise team, front line, um you know, just doing different things that were there, but now I go and I sit down and even though sometimes they're like, get involved, do this, do that, be on the front line, help the kids, all this. 
I have done a lot of that in my past. I still want to go and do that eventually, but I have a different way of looking at it now. If you need to sit, you need to sit. Sit in that background for a minute. Look at everything that's going around. Find your power within that background. And then whenever it's time for you to forge forward, forge forward and do what you have to do. That that is that is what I really think. So I think God is showing me that as a leader, I can lead even if I'm not in the front or center. So maybe I'm not the lead actor. Maybe I'm a little side actor, but I showed out with that side actor. Or maybe I'm not I'm not winning an award or I'm not up front, but I contributed just as much to that project as that. Maybe the, those things that I, I dreamed of, those big, huge things, maybe I'm not supposed to be the one in the front. Maybe I'm supposed to be helping somebody to the next place of that. I remember my pastor saying some, something about that recently where he was like, maybe it wasn't that grand scheme of thing. Maybe you were helping the next person or or really investing in that because it's the same type of dream. You're just seeing it fulfilled through another entity. So I, I always think of those things. So, so do not get me wrong. Performing, creating, showcasing my gifts means a lot to me, a lot. But I have to realize that it is not all me. It's a process. It's something I have to walk through. These are the things and the portions of life where you have to walk through. You have to walk through those silent times. You have to walk through those times when you're out front. Everything is a is is a building thing. And I have to remind myself every day that even I can't hear it from someone. I can't physically see them realizing where that I'm heard. I can't always see that. Now it's not always there. But that I am heard or seen to someone, it's it's not a small thing. So when even if they're not showing it right out front, they they may be thinking it. They may be realizing at a later time. So being seen or heard is not the biggest thing, but it's something that being present, being myself, being in in who I am and walking in this, this body that I'm in, it's so much bigger than just me being heard. It's every single person has a portion of play in getting us to where we are. And so mine might be a small little piece. And even though the celebrity world and all of that makes everything look so much grander and bigger, those little small pieces help put it together. Think about when you're putting together production, when a song goes together, when you're creating an art piece or something. Yes, a person is is painting, but where does that inspiration even come from? They have to go out to nature and see. So there is always something bigger than you that has that has shown you your vision, that has shown you your truth. That is why I always do look to God because it's something that's bigger than just me and my body. I'm not the biggest thing on this earth. There's something that's even bigger than me. The world is bigger than me. The universe is bigger than me. There's so much more that is bigger than me. So above people, there's somebody that's rooting for me that's greater. And that's what I really want to get to. And he is in my corner letting me know that I can continue being my authentic and true self and what I do impacts the world around me. And that is definitely God. He he lets me know even when nobody else and where I don't feel seen or heard by anybody else. I know that he is rooting for me. He is wanting me to get to those places. He is wanting me to find my true purpose. He is wanting me to help others along the way eventually in any way that he sees fit for me. And that's that's comforting in knowing that. So that's what I 
I would love to leave here today on this chapter of Coleman on Purpose, The Fight to Be Heard. So I would love, 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 love for you all to follow me on YouTube. I am at Deluxe Dave, D-E-L-U-X-E-D-A-V-E. I'm also on Instagram at the same, D-E-L-U-X-E-D-A-V-E. You can follow me there. I'm also on TikTok at David j.coleman you can also follow me on coleman on purpose on tiktok and i'm there also i want to encourage you to go back listen to some old episodes we're almost at the end of season one can you believe it it's been almost a full year of doing coleman on purpose we have a couple more uh, or chapters to do of coleman on purpose so i want you to join me for those in february i can't wait to release some of these uh that are upcoming for this end of the season and so many great things in store for season two when that comes around so again i want you to always remember that you are unique you are loved and you are created for greatness till next time holla